Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the New Story Podcast with me, your host, Rebecca Conran. And uh, today we are looking at the um, changing of the nodes, um, a little bit of a, a an astrology shift going on. And it's one that's potent, although we do have a lot of potent energy coming up the next couple of months. Um, the next few months is really marked by multiple retrogrades um, and really powerful points of learning. And obviously we have retrogrades every single year. It's not strange. It's not weird um, to be having that. But um, we, we don't have Venus retrograde often or Mars retrograde. That happens about every other year. And so the years when we do have those personal planets that are really close to the Earth retrograding, um, similar to Mercury retrograde, they do have a lot of personal meaning for us. And so a Venus retrograde is really an adjustment in how we, um, and a review in how we give and receive love. And we've got that happening. And then we've got... Um, Chiron going retrograde, Uranus going retrograde, Mercury going retrograde. And so some of those points, um, like Chiron or Uranus, the transit is the most potent time, really, or when that retrograding planet is interacting in a transit. Um, those can be really potent times, but in general, the further away planets, they're retrograding about six months out of the year, so we're not... We're not feeling it all the time like we might be with a Mercury retrograde, and that's something that really affects this very important part of our lives, our communication. Um, and so, you know, through till September, it really is an important moment of learning. And I think we're already getting the information. We're already seeing where this is going to apply to us on an individual level. And on the collective level, we kind of see what will happen in the news, what will happen with politics and um, the government and different collective themes that come out of these, um, these transits. But on an individual level, you know, I've definitely been feeling this changing of the nodes for quite a few months already. I've, I almost felt like the buildup to it... Um, the information was becoming clear, even if it wasn't necessarily being totally um, embodied. And so I think that the astrology that we experience and just the universe at large, it really ushers us along and we have a lot of messages. There's a lot of info available to us if we're paying attention. Um, it shouldn't be a surprise, anything that I'm going to say today. It should be something that you probably have been thinking about that's really been in your on your agenda. It's been coming up on one way or another. Um, and we're all so connected. So, you know, 100% we're connected. We're all made of the same matter, the same energy. Um, and so these themes are, and the information around them, it's not a secret. It's just not a secret. And it's a language to learn, um, an energetic language to learn that is not going to be withheld from any person at all. 
Um, this is accessible and available to everybody. Should we choose to be in our awareness and do the work that we need to do to open up that the listening um, to those messages? So um, the changing of the nodes. When the nodes change signs, um, and I'll talk about the nodes a little bit, um, we start a new chapter in our collective karma work. Karma is the results of previous actions. It's not good or bad um, in, in its, you know, in what it is. Karma isn't inherently a bad thing. It's not, it's not a bitch, you know, could be sometimes, you know. Um, and karma um, can be a wonderful thing too. Things can come around. Um, full circle, we can reap what we've sown. And that's really the onus is on each person individually as to uh, how we experience the results of our previous actions. Sometimes with karma too, we're talking about the results of someone else's actions, like our lineage, our parent, our parents. Um, we may experience the results of their actions until we become aware that it is our responsibility not to just continue what we were taught, but to um, authentically check in with what we believe to be the right path forward. So um, even someone else's karma or karmic, um, the results to their actions can still be our responsibility when it's in our awareness to make the adjustments, uh, especially to do with ourselves. So how we will, how we work with what we were given, okay? How we work with what we were given, the, the things we were taught, the things we were conditioned to believe, the way that society runs, the way that our belief systems are structured. Um, sure, we may have inherited that karma, uh, but how we adapt and evolve, this is a personal trajectory. This is a personal, um, karma that we have. So in some ways, karma's coming calling as she always is every, she or he, uh, every single year, moment of the year, the nodes are in some placement. Um, and this year for the next 18 months starting on uh, July 12th the nodes are moving to Aries and Libra so the nodes they're not heavenly bodies they're actually mathematical points um, where energy intersects uh, related to the moon and the north node offers us the solution to the current karma so it is like something to reach toward for um, progress, for um, an antidote or a medicine. And um, the North Node is what we want to reach towards to solve the puzzles that may be coming up in terms of the karmic repercussions. Um, the South Node is in Libra. <laughs> I love how I'm like big on the pause today, y'all. 
um, it's taking extra effort for me to think and use my mind today. But um, the South Node is karma that is going to really be outlandishly obnoxious. Okay, this is the thing where we're like, Jesus, like, this is shadow, <laughs> you know. So it's not that Libra is a shadow sign, but what we're going to be dealing with is the shadow side of Libra in the south node. And that is going to be what we'll call the problem or sometimes the poison. Um, and again, where we look to solution is we look to those higher, uh, the higher purpose of the north node. For the last 18 months, we've been working on the Venus-Pluto axis um, of North Node in Taurus and South Node in Scorpio. So we've been trying to reach for peace and simplicity while dredging up the recesses of the soul. And that could really feel like an impossible task at times. It is very much about dealing with psychological issues, um, dealing with addictions, um, Dealing with the darker side of our uh, subconscious. Scorpio represents the deepest waters. And as the Titan submarine failure showed us, the pressure underwater, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's not something to be taken lightly. We have had to really need to clean up our acts. And it was imperative for us to not cut any corners, but to build a foundation of peace within one solid step at a time. On a personal level, I really feel like I dove deep into my own psychology, peeking behind my own neurosis and ultimately, you know, focusing on bringing a sense of calm and simple pleasure to my senses was the antidote to the poison of the past. Perhaps you had a similar um, experience and and it's not that we're just going to change uh, direction now and not utilize all of this wonderful stuff we've been working on. This is just part of the process. It's 100% still um, uh, something that we should be calling on, especially the, the solution of Taurus energy, the solution of finding peace, focusing on the senses, you know, eating well and healthily and getting enough water and getting enough rest and focusing on our breath and being in nature. These are such important tools for us as we move through the next chapter as well. Um, you know, the rulers of the signs of the North and South Node can teach us a lot about the quality of the time. And I feel like we really were, have been, and, and still to some degree have been in such a Pluto heavy period, you know, just this deep transformation. And when we, you know, we've needed to really reach for love and receptivity as the medicine for that deep transformation. And that has felt hard to do at times. Pluto is just, it takes us to look at the hardest things to look at, the secrets that we're hiding about um, our own value and worth and stuff. And and it, I think Pluto does carry a much heavier vibration than Venus. And so when our entire collective is at it, it has been hard to feel that lightness and, and love uh, of, of the Venus energy 
through the heaviness of the Pluto energy. So that doesn't mean to say it was impossible to process the karmic responsibilities that mark this period and really to harness that softness and and love within but it, it was challenging though and it's something to be proud of ourselves that we that we if even if you just did whatever you did to kind of take care of yourself and to do your own spiritual work even if you didn't do it perfectly and it wasn't always a success um just for trying, you 100% get a gold star for that. Um, just for, you know, being in your awareness enough to want to, to want to give it a go. So now we're going to make this shift into the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra. And the solution to the karmic shadow over the next 18 months or the antidote to the poison is ruled by Mars, a powerful warrior energy. The south node is now going to be ruled by Venus. And in the release position, this is us releasing the Venusian energy of pleasure, gratification. Aries is me. Libra is we. And as this is a year when Venus is retrograding at the same time, um, our relationships are definitely in for a shakeup. 100%. Libra's shadow is about getting out of denial, stopping people-pleasing, um, and the desire to put others' expectations, needs, or desires above our own. Um, those things are going to be really coming a calling, you know, the karma from that. And I'm not saying that, I don't want to in any way make out like, some of these things are things that you learned how to do to stay safe in the world. Some of these things are people pleasing and stuff like that. Putting other people's needs above our own is where we sometimes as a child, that's how we survived our childhoods. So it's not like karma is going to come a punishing now because you were doing things a certain way. But what will happen is that the way that you were doing things will no longer um, work for you. And you won't be able to um, shut down the anger and frustration that you'll feel inside when you're denying your own needs. So I don't in any way mean to imply whatsoever that karma comes along and is somehow a punisher. Um, but it is going to make us look at our blind spots and go, wait a minute, like, Yes, this is what little me needed to stay safe and to survive. But me now, this is not the right environment for me as wise mother, father of myself. And it's up to me to parent that little child and to say, you know, these aren't the relationships and the dynamics that we are going to participate in anymore. We're going to shift those patterns and behaviors. And that is... Not a punishment, but it is our responsibility uh, as beings who enter into awareness to do so. So make no mistake, you know, we need other, we need relationships. And this is not a time, even though this is a time of independence and moving towards like our own self-actualization, it doesn't mean to say that... Um, our relationships need to just be 
um, thrown away because Libra's in the south node or that they're not extremely important. They are. Other, the we is extremely important to the me. But the duties that were conditioned into us, the relationship to give and take that we have and imbalances around that and straight up vampiric connections. Okay, karma is going to come a calling. And um, heavily for those who are vampires in their, in their level of awareness. And I don't mean to even imply that people who are vampiric, meaning that they are just takers, they just suck up all the energy in the room. It, I don't mean to imply that there's even a um, ill intention on their part. You know, it's a lack of awareness. It's a lack of responsibility. So they're tied into some sort of pattern of being that needs a shakeup too. So as we accept that karma is going to come a calling and that our rage will be ignited by other people um, wanting too much of us and, and vice versa, um, knowing that that's actually what is necessary to create awareness and to shake things up and to uh, shine a light on what is really going on. I hope that all of us at some point in our lives had a mirror held up to us that said, hey, you're a bit of a dick because um, even the most well-meaning person can be a bit of an asshole in one way or another. I know that I certainly... Um, have had that mirror sh shined up to me when I was, uh, hopefully maybe more when I was younger, but, um, and less so as I've gotten into my wisdom, but this is so important for us. That's an important part of learning is through the conflict of, um, pissing people off and needing to recognize that, oh shit, like I've got to look at my, my stuff. And so it's, it's good all the way around. It's good all the way around when karma comes a calling, okay? It's very important that we learn how to give and receive and we learn how to not be victimized by our life and to see our own participation in it um, and to reconcile um, the patterns that are going on in our lives. So, and this is not, you know, even though I'm talking about relationship to others sometimes too, that, that that can be shaken up, our romantic relationships. Libra also represents any kind of um, personal relationship. So partnerships at work, friendships, things like that. Anything can be um, par for the course in being uh, shaken up during this time. In the dynamic of Mars versus Venus, right? The Aries North Node Antidote Solution, the Venus Libra South Node um, Karmic uh, Recognition. Um, it's always going to be that we're going to need to allow our willpower to pull us back from seeking pleasure, approval, and instant or false gratification. Venus themes, even though Venus, we think of Venus as like, oh my gosh, we love good Venus energy. It's, it's beauty and it's 
unconditional love and giving and receiving and pleasure and it's yummy. It's delicious, right? But it is also heavily tied to addiction. Everything that I just said has a dark, dark side to it, okay? It has a dark side. The senses have such a dark side to them, too. So these Venus themes, it's going to take an extremely strong will, sense of will and willpower to, um, to move past the shadow side of Venus at times, the shadow side of Libra. Because we are a society, uh, and especially in the U.S., a culture of a lot of addiction and denial. So Mars is here to give us that power and sometimes righteous anger that are going to be necessary to create better balance and boundaries for ourselves. Um, a book that I love on astrology um, that I'm going to quote for, from is the uh, Astrology for the Soul by Jan Spiller. And it is an excellent reference just on the nodes. And um, Jan hel excellently helps to break down some of the qualities that we're working on collectively during this time. And so I'm just going to pull directly from her overview. Um, she notes the qualities to develop at this time are independence, self-awareness, trusting one's impulses, courage, constructive self-interest, moderation in giving, self-nurturance, and the tendencies to leave behind seeing oneself through others' eyes, debilitating selflessness, being Mr. or Miss Nice, obsessive attachment to fairness and justice, codependence and attachment to external harmony, and a tit-for-tat mentality. Um, I do have a couple of episodes on codependent relationships um, that could be something to brush up on, on healthy relationships uh, on my podcast. And I talk a lot about what makes for healthy interdependence within relationships. So that might be something, especially in the realm of romance or your tight personal friendships, uh, that may be something to brush up on there um, and, and check in with. But the healing affirmations that Jan offers up for this time, for the next 18 months are, when I trust myself and follow my impulses, everybody wins. And that harkens back to what we were just speaking about, you know, that it is um, boundaries and self-assertion and um, sometimes conflict, right? Uh, a lot of times conflict are very healthy for us. They are... Um, something that everybody gets something positive out of. You know, the person who's asserting their boundaries, they get to stand up for themselves. And the person who may need to check in with a lack of boundaries also gets some very, very important feedback from it. Um, some of the other affirmations Jan offers is, before I can support others, I have to learn how to nurture myself. Um, and when you check in with that, how important it is um, to really be good at that. You know, um, as a practitioner, 
sometimes it takes a great deal of um, fortitude, mental fortitude to not give when I know I don't have it to give, when I know I need to block out my schedule and take time to myself to do the work that I need to do. Um, and I have to trust that things will work out even though I may not have any income coming in because I know it's the right thing to do because I know it's right to, um, be above all an example of putting your own mask on first and, um, to trust that when I'm in harmony with that, I'm actually in harmony with abundance and the universe and that somehow I'll be taken care of. And I always have been so far, knock on, knock on some wood. Um, another healing affirmation from Jan, I can help others best by truly being myself. And what a wonderful, um, idea that is and, and theme to have. Wow. Other people are going to benefit from me just being myself and not being what I think the projection is that I'm supposed to be, but where I'm just me. And last but not least, it's okay to not be nice all the time. You know, I don't think, I think that nice is, um, it's, it's, it's become so convoluted. Um, I noticed this a lot when I was in England too, um, my, my birth place. Um, there's a lot of good morning, good morning, you know, <laughs> and then when you read reviews, um, on like businesses and stuff, there's a lot of just bitching and one star. I got a flyer in my mailbox and I, and I didn't want that, you know, and just like, there's just so much bitching and bullshit. And I'm like, wow, just like, what's the point of the facade of niceness when there's an undercurrent of just being a fucking asshole, right? And so in one way, that's something that we need to tune into. And I'm not saying that when you're being nice, you're hiding that you're being an asshole. But I am saying that the way that our culture sees niceness um, is a mask and is not necessarily reality. You know, I think it's nice when people are just themselves, are natural and genuine. And I think it's nice when people um, assert, tell you where they begin and end. So, you know, right? That's nice to me. Somebody tells me, you know, I want to have you over, but um, I want to go to bed at eight o'clock. Great. That's nice. I know exactly where I begin and end. Lovely. Um, but others might think that you have to override your own needs to, uh, make everybody comfortable. And I don't think that it's nice to try to, uh, eradicate your own self, individual self to be, to make someone else comfortable. And I think that all of those things to me fall under the, um, would fall under the category of not nice. You know, I think what is nice is being your authentic self. And if you're, you don't have to smile all the time. You don't have to be happy all the time, you know, but know what your boundaries are in that. Like if you feel uh, very internal 
and you are unhappy, um, then you can state that and express that. Hey, you know, I want to spend some time with you, but I got to tell you, I'm, I'm feeling a bit down. Do you have the space for that? And if you don't right now, I totally understand that too. You know, being nice is being truthful and being genuine and showing up with uh, healthy boundaries, meaning you let people know what your needs are and you also know that it's okay for them to not be the ones that can meet those needs. And that is about the practice of being kind, you know, which is so much better than being nice, is that depth of kindness um, where we are loving one another unconditionally, we're loving ourselves, so without conditions, and we're letting everybody just be where they need to be, and we're not taking it personally. So these are all big themes that are coming up. When we look into the karma or the historical past of the South Node in Libra, you know, we look to eons that have come before in our energy lineage and our ancestry where support of others went too far. Given that there have always been more folks in servitude, um, the workers of the world and yes, the enslaved and the um, household workers. And this is in every single culture. Um there's always been more people in servitude than in roles of wealth and status. And most of us are going to have that historical information in our lineage of merging with the needs of others in one form or, or, or another, um, that we felt that we couldn't meet our own needs with autonomy and independence um, or our ancestors couldn't because they had to put the needs of somebody else first in order to survive, right? In order to eat food and have a roof over your head. Um, female, women also, females, the feminine, um, has really had a difficult experience with this um, because it we have... Uh, historically been used in servitude to males. And so that's a big part of uh, every female's lineage. Um, and so anybody with a womb is going to hold some of that energy in their bodies around uh, that. But, you know, obviously also males too. Everybody has to, uh, will experience the karmic repercussions. It has nothing to do with um, like gender really or sexual gender, but it does have to do with um, just some of the reality of what the experience is, you know, that throughout time, uh, women have been in servitude. And so um, I think that anyone who is identifying as fe female in the feminine in this lifetime um, will strongly feel that pushback of what it is to be feminine, to be female, um, in terms of we have to push back against that historical weight of being in servitude to maleness um, and to the male needs. Um, but I'm digressing here because that's not 
necessarily what I want to talk about with this, but my, my main point here is that when we talk about karma, we do talk about our current life, but we're also talking about the history and the lineage of our ancestors that we're pulling forward to and how we pull it forward into our life that we're manifesting today um, and how it affects us. And so, you know, that is us working with this karma in terms of some of the ancestral stuff that comes up that is is um, an overarching theme that needs to be worked on. And some of it is a very direct theme because we have maybe got families of origin where it was necessary to keep the peace in order to stay safe in the home uh, and repressed emotion and, and addictions came out in explosive manners and we may have learned to repress our own uh, self, our own rage and anger um, because of the experiences that we had with others projecting those emotions onto us. And the results of these experiences were that we have blind, blind spots to our own authentic feelings. So we may experience the results of unexpressed anger and rage in the body through anxiety, depression, inflammation, physical illness. And we need to use that anger to create better energy boundaries for ourselves by becoming a warrior for our own needs and as a way to keep our energy clear and focused on our own growth. Um, you know, I think that sometimes our emotions are, are the way that we sort of tune into where the boundaries are being disregarded or stepped all over. You know, when you feel frustrated, when you feel angry, um, that's gonna be a window into that. So Aries is an advocate for self-identity. And that doesn't mean necessarily the identifying markers that make us different or separate from one another. Um, but rather, and this is a subtle nuance that I'm speaking to, but rather Aries is connected to self in a way that is just singularly focused on moving through life in the way it needs to in order to fulfill its own destiny. So it's less about our external identity and more that you allow yourself to embrace your own identity without thinking of its impact externally. So being who you're meant to be without a focus on how it is interpreted by the external. During the next year, embodying your own life trajectory becomes imperative and we've got to follow the inner impulses and listen deeply of how we're meant to do that. And um, creating the energy to listen deeply has been a lot about the Taurus um, chapter that we've been in of, you know, cutting out the stimulants, getting rid of coffee, getting rid of alcohol and the things that make us disregard our subtle bodies, you know, because they catapult us into um, our work or our day or, you know, sleep or whatever it is instead of truly being present to what is going on under the surface. 
This also means that we've got to listen to those less desirable emotions that may come up. As I was saying earlier, you know, they're amazing messages for us. That anger, that rage, terror, sadness, grief, it's showing us what's going on and it's not to be sidelined for positive feelings. Trust your anger or frustration as a boundary. Something is encroaching on you. It isn't always what you think it is, but it is a marker to say something is amiss. Pay attention. Let's rebalance this. For example, you could blow up at someone who isn't really involved. Maybe they're annoying, but they're not actually encroaching on a boundary. You could blow up at them when there's a bigger issue at play and it's a collective emotion in you that's got to come out, right? So that's what I mean by um, it isn't always what you think it is that's encroaching on you, but those feelings are an opportunity to look deeper into what what it may be that's encroaching on you. Um, the emotion is an information highway and it's leading you to the source that needs your attention and awareness and sometimes it's going to be messy. Sometimes it's going to be messy and the best thing you can do if you blow up at somebody when you in, a, in an inappropriate way or something is just apologize, you know, and that's it. <laughs> Everybody's going to have those moments where they have misplaced emotion. Everybody is. So um, try to have compassion for yourself and for the other person and just move forward. And all you can do is be sincere. Um, but it may be messy. You know, it probably will. There'll be moments where someone is going to get the brunt of your frustration that probably doesn't deserve it. Um, you know, I've talked about it on this podcast. It could be when you're driving. It could be you're so frustrated and you've been on the phone with the internet company and you there's just an innocent person on the other line and you're and you're mad and you're upset, you know, and um all we can do is try to be in our awareness and tune in to the bigger stuff at play. Um, but if you're trying to be perfect all the time and you're stifling those emotions and not letting yourself be messy, and I'm not saying it always has to be messy, but if you never allow that just to come through, um, you're probably going to be repressing and repressing is just not going to be helpful for anything. During this node shift, we've got to embrace conflict. Um, we are going to rub others the wrong way and vice versa. Conflict is necessary to understanding and growth. Sometimes you can even be in a fight with someone. Maybe they're shutting down any reasoning you're offering only later on to embrace it. So not only do we have to embrace conflict, but also... Um, Embrace that you might not have resolution in the moment either or ever, um, but sometimes it will come later. Um, but it is still always worth it to stand your ground in those situations that affect you where you need to, you know, be solid in your own truth. Um, we're not just fighting to fight, however. That is not what this is about. Um, and that Mars energy, sometimes it might be kind of testy like that. It might just be fighting just to just to uh, ex express an energy and um, 
we need to be conscious that that's not the point of it. We're choosing our fights where necessary and with things that where it's our personal business to do so. Otherwise, stay out of the addictive drama and gossip culture that we have been taught is our business. It's not our business. And getting involved, even if it's just like putting a comment down in the comment section on social media or whatever, um, it's, it's not for us. We're engaging in some drama and some addictive behavior that we really need to shine a light that this is not our business to get involved in. Okay. Um, we, we really need to, um, like I've talked about this before on this podcast, like American culture is obsessed with being in other people's fucking business and English culture is too. Like the, the English, um, motivation for tabloid fodder and just bullshit is disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. And these are people's lives. They're people's lives. Even if they signed up for a reality show or blah, 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 we're getting involved in people's lives and we're thinking we have anything to say about it. And imagine if somebody um, got involved in your fucking life and had something to say about your life who had never engaged with you on a personal level, ever. And this is the type of thing that we have as a culture accepted as normal, as normal. It's not normal. It's sickness and it's an addict addiction. And so understanding that other people's conflict around their boundaries and needs, it's nothing to do with us unless we are part of it directly. Okay. So keep your opinions and your like insights out of it. If you're not someone's practitioner and you're not in the conflict with somebody, be a listener and don't uh, be someone who injects their opinion into it. Um, because it is a time right now where we need people to be really pulling from their own reserves, their own sense of identity, what their truth is, not listening to this voice over here, listening to this voice over here, having a mob say this over there. No, no, no. This is a time where we individually need to tune into what is the right thing for us. What's the right boundary for me? And that is, um, a personal thing. And I personally feel very sad when, um, personal things are, are, are made public in terms of, um, just these nuanced situations because it just seems unfair <laughs> to have a bunch of other voices in it, you know, and unhealthy. It seems like if you really want resolution, then you want to seek out people who can be good mediators, who are absolutely impartial and to also acknowledge like, I'm going to have a responsibility in this too. And to look for a way to find your, um, to find your, um, like, I don't know what the word is, your resolution, um, if that's what you need instead of your revenge. Um, our relationships are definitely in for a shakeup. 
They really are. And if again, if you're interested in learning more about that, especially to, to do with codependence, I have two episodes dedicated to that, so I'm not going to get into all of that today. Um, but check out those podcasts. Um, you can check out... A podcast I did um, last week on being a villain, um, and that definitely is associated with this North Node in Aries, South Node Libra energy that's coming in, um, that sometimes you will feel, be you will be marked as a villain for having boundaries, and that is so much to do with that releasing being Miss Nice, um, Mr. Nice. Um, because other people sometimes have an unfair expectation of how we should behave and what they're entitled to. Um, and so some of that will come towards a reckoning. Um, and there's that podcast as a, a helpful aid as well. And so the last thing I want to just reinstate here is that North Node and Taurus should have really helped us to sink our teeth into our practice of grounding and living within peace by accessing the simple needs we have, eating, sleeping, water, oxygen, nature. You know, so when the, and when the energy becomes too much, the intensity becomes too much with the Aries Libra axis, we should get back to basics and not ever think that those things are too simple to be spiritual events, you know? chop wood, carry water. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this too in sessions and stuff like that with clients. It comes up a lot because I think we really have a perception and this may be the fault of just how spirituality and wellness and holistic wellness in general is 
is marketed to people as an event, as a thing where you're going to go and you're going to get cleared out and it's something that's going to happen to you. And that's not how healing works. You know, you can have a powerful experience at an event for sure. And that's wonderful when you do. But the actual work is in the repetition of your own behaviors and your own connection to the practice of living. It's in your choices. It's in every single one of them. Um, it's in everything that you're doing for yourself in every day. You know, it's how it's in your belief system. So these things are not actually simple. It's not simple to not drink caffeine and to not and to eat well every day. These things aren't easy necessarily. It's not easy to sit and meditate and put your feet on the ground and, and tune into the body. It's not easy to rest in a society that makes people who need to rest feel lazy. Um, so they're not easy things. Um, they're simple in concept, hard in execution but they reap so many rewards. So don't forget that those things are exceptionally helpful. Through July 20th, I have a discount of $100 off my sessions. Um, I don't think I'll ever offer <laughs> such a deep discount um, again. Uh, well, maybe next year on my birthday. But on July 20th, I turn 40. I'm a Venus in Virgo. And, you know, I give and receive love through service. So... This was something that I thought to do as a birthday gift um, to share the love. I'm feeling really good about turning 40. Um, I think aging is an excellent process. I've really, you know, um, getting your head around the physical aspect of it is not as hard as you'd think because the rewards of being a more centered wise person are so rich um, that it sort of just naturally helps you get over the fact that your body changes um, and some of those changes that come along with it. Um, I don't know how, but I've been blessed with certain changes not happening yet. Uh, I don't have any wrinkles yet and stuff, um, but <laughs> I, I honestly feel like that that has a lot to do with my connection to um, staying away from chemicals and and eating natural things for the last 13 years. So, um, you know, I think that that's uh, been a wonderful result to some of those things that are have been really helpful on many different in many different arenas for me. Um, but yeah, getting older, I think, is it's an exciting thing. Um, and I'm looking at this next chapter as something, the second half of my life as um, something really exciting and um, I feel a lot of freedom around it. Um, so anyway, I'm offering $100 off my one-on-one -on -one sessions using the coupon code Rebecca B Day. Um, and... Uh, I also have my September retreat coming up, Nurtured by Nature. It's a great time to kind of, you know, for four days, pursue that 
sort of simple meditative um, self-disciplined experience uh, with different spiritual practice as well. It could be something that helps to anchor in to um, a chapter for yourself. It could just be something that you need after a particularly taxing experience where you need like rest and recuperation. It's going to be a small retreat that is going to be linked in the show notes. And um, as usual, you can stay tuned to my energy reports that come up. Um, uh, as well as my personalized energy forecasts. So although the discount doesn't apply to this, I do recorded energy reports, uh, personal energy reports that kind of go over the next two to three months for my clients. And these energy reports are based on your birth chart and you order it um, under energy forecast on my website. And you can then email me your questions um, that you might have, which we can look at, uh, and I'll answer it in my recorded, um, in my recording. And, uh, you can also just say, you tell me what, what it looks like is coming up. Um, so that is, uh, under energy forecasts on my astrology forecasts on my website. And of course, if you're looking for one-on-one -on -one healing, I do my energy work, and my soul astrology and my life coaching. And uh, you can either come see me in person in Kingston, New York, um, or remotely. Um, I've been working remotely since 2017. It just works. So <laughs> it's not, you don't have to be in person for the benefits of these practices. Um, and I don't work with my practitioner in person. And, um, and I get a lot of benefit out of that. So, um, you know, and I used to work with him in person and now I work with him only remotely because that's what he offers. And I feel like it is just as beneficial. So um, I don't just practice it. I also uh, experience it for myself. Everything that you might want to know more about me is on my website, www.rebeccaconran.com, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-C-O-N-R-A-N.com. That's all linked in the show notes. And I want to take a moment to just thank all of the Patreon supporters um, of this. And it's about 19 people uh, who support via Patreon. And thank you for your monthly donations that help to pay for this. You know, the hosting costs money. Sending things out costs money. Like, um, so really the Patreons help to offset that cost where it's not, it's not a debt for me to uh, create these and, and offer these up for everybody. If you'd like to give a one-time donation, if you want to become a Patreon, you sure can. And that's linked in the show notes. You can also give any amount via Venmo if this is something that you find um, beneficial. Um, so thank you to the Patreons uh, uh, for their support. And uh, I will check in with you guys soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.